You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work friends, family, expect you to be on 24-7, well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold-filtered, and cold-packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, guys, welcome back in to the Established Past Podcast, presented by Clutch Points. Uh, I am your host, Blake Level. With me, as always, is my co-host, Dylan Reagan. We are back for our favorite time of the week as we dive into our weekly picks. And, uh, Dylan, we're going to just jump right in because uh, there's a lot of really good games to get to. Uh, and I was mentioning to you before we started, it's very hard to pick our locks of the week uh, for this particular week, and I still don't know mine, so I'm just going to go with it as we go along and uh, <laughs> make my pick there. Uh, again, yes, we always give our locks of the week, our game of the week, and our upset of the week. Uh, I cannot tell you what my lock of the week is going to be at this point, so I'm going to have to uh, give this a shot uh, as we go along. So uh, we run into the uh, Thursday night game first, and as usual, we don't spend a ton of time on that because uh, you guys will be listening to this probably either during during the game or after the game is over, uh, Dylan. But it is a big game for the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs are three-point favorites at Denver, taking on the Broncos. Uh, two in a row losses for the Chiefs. We didn't expect that. Uh, there are some problems with that defense, like we talked about on the previous episode. Uh, this is a big game, probably for the Chiefs, because uh, again, you're a Super Bowl contender. You don't want to lose three straight, uh, so they need to go ahead and here and get the win. I think they will, uh, but it again may not be that easy. Yeah, just a few weeks ago, this would have probably been your lock of the uh, week pretty easy, yeah. uh, you know, with a three-point spread for Kansas City, given how they'd played. Obviously, we've seen, you know, we talked about it before the season started, too, that their run defense is still one of the worst in the NFL. They have not improved to this point um, through six weeks of the season, and they're going to face a Denver team that's going to try to do exactly what the Titans and the Colts did, control the clock, control the tempo, run the ball, and just keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Uh, I, I think the Chiefs will win. I, I do. I have a hard time uh, believing Patrick Mahomes will lose three straight games to three teams that really, you know, you'd expect Kansas City, if they're going to be a top Super Bowl contender like we've thought they are, they have to win these games, and they should be performing a bit better. I mean, overall, though, it's not really the offense's fault. If the offense isn't completely clicking, you still need your defense to get the job done well enough. Denver, uh, maybe, you know, even though they love to run the ball, Philip Lindsay's a huge weapon. They're still not one of the more efficient teams overall, so maybe Kansas City gets a little bit of a break here. We've seen them do a bit better against worse offenses this year, so we'll go with Kansas City to get the win. But do not, again, like you said, that three-point spread, do not feel as comfortable as we did just uh, a couple weeks ago. 
No, Chiefs have won seven straight in this series. Uh, it's hard to believe, but, uh, yeah, they have pretty much owned the Broncos here for a while, and uh, they could try to make it eight here because it's, uh, yeah, it's a big game, and we, we did not expect to be saying that uh, about the Chiefs uh, here at this portion of the season. All right, speaking of big games, Dylan, this is a big game for you because uh, you are the noted Buffalo Bills fan with also an allegiance to the Miami Dolphins last week. Uh, that <laughs> did not get you anywhere. I told you not to pick the Dolphins to beat the Redskins. You didn't listen to me. But uh, now, uh, let's see. Are you going to pick uh, the Dolphins to beat your Buffalo Bills here who are 17-point favorites at home uh, against what is just uh, just a team that I still can't just fathom why you picked them to beat the Redskins last week? <laughs> I mean, as we talked about, they almost pulled it out. It's magic trying to screw up the tank for Miami. This is what, like, his fifth or sixth revenge game probably of his career now as he goes to Buffalo. <laughs> He's probably already had a revenge game against Buffalo. I'm going to take the Bills. I I don't I didn't put this as my lock of the week. I considered it, but 17 points is a lot for a team that on offense, albeit against the Miami defense, which is towards the bottom of the league, uh, an offense that has struggled, you know, at certain points this season to just consistently put up big numbers. We haven't seen them like hang, you know, like 35, 40 points on anyone yet. So I do believe Buffalo will win quite easily, though. That Miami couldn't do anything against a Redskins defense, which was awful. Now they're facing probably top three, top five defense in Buffalo. It's going to be ugly on that side of the ball. Their offensive line, it's been bad. I know it's not Rosen who Fitzpatrick can at least kind of move around the pocket a bit and probably is going to be running for his life the entire game. We might see Rosen at some point. Uh, it's kind of weird Brian Flores saying that uh, Rosen was going to start the rest of the year now just a couple of weeks later, <laughs> puts Fitzpatrick back in. I don't think it's going to make a huge difference for the result, um, but maybe it does enough for the Dolphins to cover, and uh, that's all that really matters for a lot of people. <laughs> I know. And see, that's what I told you. I'm like, you know, this should be my lock of the week. But I'm like you. It's like, well, do we really, you know, are the are the Bills going to score 30 plus points here and be able to? I think they can hold the Dolphins to, to very few points. But yeah. that defense is really good. Um, and certainly if you're someone like me in one of my fantasy leagues, I mean, I'm rushing out as soon as possible. I got the, the Bills defense because you just want that action this week. Um, but I don't know. Like, like, will they score enough points? I don't know and I almost did it. I just about said this was going to be my lock of the week. I'm going to hold off because I don't think I'm going to go there either. Uh, it goes against my my number one golden rule of this podcast as we started. It is always pick the team playing the Dolphins as your lock of the week, uh, but uh, I'm not going to do that this week. So let's just uh, let's take the Bills, but uh, we're not going to take them with the, those 17 points because I think possibly they may not score. Although, you look at the last game these two teams play. It was last year on December the 30th. The Bills scored 42 points uh, in that game. So and they're playing a team that's, uh, again, much worse at this point. So we could see the Bills put up a 50 spot. Who knows? Uh, you never know what to expect in these games. You stay away from Dolphins games because uh, it's just uh, we know how it goes. Um, this next game, honestly, uh, maybe one that's just as weird and hard to figure out uh, from a certain perspective, not in terms of the winner. Uh, I think we're pretty confident the Bills are going to beat the Dolphins. But with this one, you have the Jaguars going on the road playing the Cincinnati Bengals. Jags for three-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Uh, this is this is one of those weird games because the the Bengals have been really bad, but yet I, I could see the Bengals winning a game like this. Um, mm. And and it's not I know Gardner Minshew fans, you heard me just I mean I was I had everything I was on the train a couple weeks ago, man I was just all in on Gardner Minshew, and I I still think. 
this is a potential for him to have a big game. Same thing with DJ Chart. Um, but, you know, you, you still have some worries. We, we know Jalen Ramsey's been traded at this point. We'll talk about him a little later. Uh, but uh, the, the Jacks should win this game. And I'm not picking them to win this game because the Bengals just have looked bad. Um, but th- this is another one of those where teams going on the road, coming off a pretty disappointing performance against the Saints. Uh, you don't really know how they're going to react. But then again, the Bengals kind of have been the Bengals at this point. Yeah, it's it can't really pick the Bengals at this point. It's obviously winless, but also, you know, they, the only reason they kept the game last week close was because of a garbage time touchdown and that kickoff return to start the game. So, don't really feel confident in Cincinnati in any shape or form. I think the offensive line for Cincinnati is going to have a really tough day against the Jags. I mean, this is just a much better matchup than last week against the Saints. That's quite obvious really obviously Saints Bengals but when you just overall looking at the line of scrimmage on either side of the ball Jacksonville should have a lot more success I don't think Gardner Minshew is going to have any issues if you started in last week and are worried after a poor performance against the Saints (laughs) that defense is coming around this Bengals defense not so much Um, I I do believe yeah DJ Chark if you have him on your team and you're not starting him anyway I mean that's already your (laughs) own problem but this is a great matchup for Jacksonville I yeah it is you know like you say like the Bengals you could see them and uh, you know if they played this game 20 times like they'll, they'll pull out some wins but I, I just feel like Jacksonville has too much going on I, I you know for a team that's only two and four really they've felt better than that you have if you're a Jackson you have to feel pretty decent after that first week with what's gone on since then so gonna pick Jacksonville I think they'll actually end up probably covering but I'm not gonna make it my lock of the week just yet <laughs> Yeah, that's that's one too. I wasn't going anywhere near that one for my lock of the week. I just I don't know. I think the Jags will win, like we both said, but uh, I, I'm not completely sold on that uh, at this point. So we'll see uh, another one of those games that, uh, from a fantasy perspective, uh, there's probably a lot of possibilities there because uh, we don't know exactly what we're going to get from either one of these defenses. Um, but yeah, the, the Jags are probably the, the safer pick here based on what we've seen from the Bengals. Uh, next game should be a little bit better. And uh, this is one where, you know, essentially you have two teams that clearly look like playoff teams at this point in the season. That is the Minnesota Vikings hitting the road to take on the Detroit Lions and NFC North showdown here. The Vikings are two-point favorites in this one, Dylan. And uh, these are two teams both of us have, you know, we've been impressed with both of them at different points during the season already. And uh, the Lions coming off of a... A, a very deflating loss to the Packers. I don't think there's any way, any other way to put it. Like, that's one where you feel like you, you really have a chance to win that game, and then you're basically sitting right there in a great spot going into this matchup against the Vikings with, with the potential to make up a lot more ground in terms of uh, going ahead of, you know, some of your biggest rivals in that division. And now it's like you're coming off of that. And, and I don't know. that That's why I'm picking the Vikings in this game um, because I, I don't know. Like, how do the Lions respond to that game against the mm-hmm. Packers? They played well enough to win. Uh, but then again, you know, we're also having this conversation. You know, Kirk Cousins, he's looked really good the past couple weeks, but now he's playing a, a defense that that's pretty good. And so how do the Vikings attack their defense? And, and those are the questions here. Should be one of the better games of the week. I think you could equally, you know, say this could be the game of the week uh we neither of us picked it just to to maybe be a little different here but uh, this should be a pretty fun game yeah no very excited for this matchup this whole division is full of teams that we could see making the playoffs at this point and for the Lions, yeah we haven't recorded since that monday night game and oh man i I can't even if i was a Lions fan (laughs) i'd be so heated obviously after those calls and some of the things that didn't go their way but they, they still at the same time need to be better finishing drives when they get down into the red zone and then also just little plays here and there where they could have probably put the game away earlier so 
For Detroit, I, yeah, bouncing back will be a big question mark. I have the Lions winning. Uh, the Vikings so far, they're only two losses, both road games in the division. I think it's going to be another tough environment. I think Detroit's going to kind of feel the fire from the last loss. I mean, both their losses this year, both just really devastating games. The Kansas City where, you know, they fumbled the one-yard line, they end up fighting back. Um, and then Kansas City scores a winning touchdown right at the end, and then now this game against Green Bay. They've been right there, and you know they've competed really well against some really good teams. I think they're going to come back home. I think they're going to have a great performance. Matthew Stafford's look great. I think they're going to kind of fine-tune some of these things. I mean, the Vikings' defense is tough, but so is the Packers' defense, and the Lions looked all right yep. during that game. And uh, I also trust Daryl Bevel quite a bit. I think he's a great offense coordinator. I think he's going to have a good game plan for this one. The Vikings' tough matchup on the other side, too. I, this isn't... You know, we, we saw them light up the Eagles, but that secondary is a huge problem. The Giants' yeah. defense the week before is a big issue, so it's a bigger challenge for them. I think Detroit finds a way to get this one done. Well, it's, let's, it's a good segue here. You're talking about secondaries. This is the perfect segue into oh, our next game here because uh, that is the Los Angeles Rams heading to Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons. And, and it's just, I mean, the Falcons, we, we've – if you want to go back and listen to us rant about the Falcons, just go right ahead because we did it on the last episode. We probably did it the episode before that. Um, the Rams are three-point favorites here, but like I said, the segue into the secondary, there are issues with the Falcons. Um, and then on the flip side, Dylan, uh, the Rams, they got a little bit of help in that area. Uh, when they traded for, for Jalen Ramsey, we don't know if he's going to play in this game. Uh, I don't think it matters. I think the Falcons sort of showed us who they were in that loss against the Cardinals, as if we didn't already know uh, after that performance against the Texans. But uh, there's no way in the world I can trust the Falcons at this point. I know people would would probably say the same thing maybe in in a certain sense about the Rams, but I am still much more likely to to trust the Rams in this scenario because I just do not see how the Falcons stop anyone, even for an offense like this, as we we say, that has had some struggles. I just don't think you can go against the Rams here. Yeah, by DVOA, Atlanta has a 31st ranked pass defense. Oof. They've, uh, yeah, I mean, everyone, no matter who they're playing, they're able to get it done. So this is a, like you kind of mentioned in the last podcast. This is a great matchup for the Rams as they try to respond from uh, throwing for a hundred under 100 yards against San Francisco. Much different team they're going to be facing. I do think Atlanta will still put up points fantasy wise. You got to play as you. Uh, there's been some matchups this year where we say play everyone. I think this is definitely one. <laughs> uh, both both of these secondaries have not been great. The Rams. If anything, maybe Devonta Freeman in the rushing attack might not be as big of a threat, but out of the backfield, catching the ball, he made some plays last week, and that's one thing. The Rams' defense has been better against the run, but against the pass, they've struggled a lot. Jalen Ramsey playing would be a huge difference just because, as they've already uh, talked about in interviews, Wade Phillips plans to throw uh, do a lot more man coverage, and you can kind of rely on Jalen to, you know, you still have help on a guy like Julio Jones, but that that is a huge matchup without him. I mean, you're, you're not really going to have anyone that can single cover him it's gonna to have to be a lot more zone a lot more stuff that matt ryan can just read and find uh, openings in but at the end of the day yeah the falcons i for much as much as the rams i've been critical and been up you know disappointed with a lot of things they've done they have you know against put up some big yards against tampa bay could have easily beaten seattle and now they're facing a team that has not been able to stop anyone i i think they'll respond well enough to get the win but it, it might be closer i i understand the three-point spread absolutely yeah, it's uh, I don't know. This is this is one where I say all that about the Rams and then you're like, well, you could totally just see the Falcons here just 
just going nuts, maybe figuring out a way on offense, mm-hmm. putting up a ridiculous amount of points. And uh, it's an early start, so it's, uh, you know, all those things come into play. But, yeah, I, I just can't trust the Falcons at this point. They're going to have to show me uh, that they can win this game, you know, against a good team uh, before I'm going to start picking them ever again. Like, it's just I'm not at that level <laughs> with the Falcons uh, here again. So, yeah, fantasy-wise, uh, play everyone for the Rams. That's uh, that's my advice to you. Um, all right, maybe not don't play everyone here in this next game because it's the Oakland. Raiders at the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the Packers are four and a half point favorites, Dylan. But the reason I'm saying maybe don't play everyone is because my goodness, we've got a lot of injuries uh, mm-hmm. to watch here in this one. And we're, again, we're recording this on Thursday. We don't know if some of these guys are going to play because there's so many guys that are either listed as questionable or doubtful uh, on both sides. Tyrell Williams is doubtful for the Raiders. Uh, Literally, Aaron Rodgers' entire receiving core essentially is questionable uh, Mm -hmm. for this game with, uh, you know, everyone. Devontae Adams, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Geronimo Allison, Jimmy Graham. uh, They're all, I guess, still listed as questionable, at least from what I've seen. Um, So even Aaron Rodgers, I guess, but we we know he's probably going to play. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a weird dynamic in this one, and uh, maybe we don't know exactly what we're going to see out on the field. Still, I mean, you probably can't pick against the Packers here. Yeah, I'm picking the Packers, but the Raiders have impressed the last couple of weeks. And uh, in terms of uh, anyone in fantasy to ex- expect big things from Josh Jacobs, I mean, the Packers right now 26th in rush defense DVOA have been giving up a lot of big carries, as we saw against Philadelphia and a bit last in this past game as well. So if, if there's a formula for the Raiders to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field, maybe he doesn't have all of his weapons. Like you mentioned, it it sounds like I think Geronimo Allison's ribs are okay, but it's still the concussion that's an issue. Some of these guys are dealing with multiple injuries. It's uh, It's been brutal for them on that side. They have some guys that have stepped up and stepped up on Monday night. Uh, if Devontae comes back, that's a huge get. And, you know, the last time we saw him on the field, he had like four, what, 13, 14 receptions, something ridiculous yep. against Philadelphia. So. That would be huge. I, I have a hard time picking against Green Bay at home, but I, I did consider briefly <laughs> picking the Raiders here, just given what we saw from the last couple of weeks. A really impressive game against Chicago, obviously, out in London before the bye week. Going to be coming off this game fresh versus a Green Bay team that just played on Monday night and, as you mentioned, got quite banged up across the board. So it's going to be an a interesting one. I see why the spread is at 4.5. Uh, I'm going to pick Green Bay, but I, I really was considering going the other way on this one. Yeah, Raiders are fresh. I mean, they, they do have injuries, like we said, but, I mean, they've they've kind of had their time to, to deal with some of their, uh, you know, injuries and such. But the Packers, they're right back on the field. And on a, a shorter type of week, you just don't know. And so, yeah, this could be one to, to really monitor here because uh, if you're someone who's like, all right, where's where's an upset potential? i definitely say this is one to, to keep an eye on because, like we said, because we don't know who exactly is going to play. And if they do play, you know, what are those injuries? Are they going to play the entire game like we don't know so uh that 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 leaves some concerns i think with the packers but still we're both taking the packers here uh at least uh, right now we will we'll go back in and edit our picks uh if we uh if we see any injuries uh i'm just kidding we don't do that uh dylan may but i promise you i don't um (laughs) all right let's go to the next game which by the way is my game of the week and that is the houston texans at the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are one-point favorites in this game. Um, Dylan, I made this my game of the week because these two just seem to always play really 
good games. Like, like it just it just seems like we always get really good games from these mm-hmm. two. Um, and I don't expect it to be any different here because they both have played well to this point in the season. Uh, the Texans certainly coming off of, of their biggest win of the season against the Chiefs. Uh, the Colts coming off a nice off week. They've got, uh, you know, a little bit of momentum here, although that loss to the Raiders certainly was one. Uh, they could be looking at themselves a little bit different right now, but now able to kind of recharge. Um, this is, I mean, when we look at that division, these are the two best teams in that division, and uh, this this should be a fun one. I think between these two and I think it could be one of the best games of the week yeah absolutely I mean the the Colts only being favored by a point should indicate to everyone that uh, Vegas doesn't exactly know which one this way is going to go so that that bodes well for it being a close uh, matchup I I picked the Texans to win this one I do not feel confident about that at all I mean we Houston has played better the last few weeks obviously they come in and get a big win last week um, against the Chiefs and you look great at certain points running the ball, but this is a much different defense that they're going to be facing in Indianapolis, a team that's much better up front on both sides with some of the injuries Kansas City's had to their front. So I don't think the Texans are going to be able to really control the line of scrimmage. I think Colts running backs, Marlon Mack's going to have a big game. So we'll see what happens. I, I Again, a really tough one. Uh, it really came down to just the Deshaun Watson factor. I picked against him a couple times early in the year, and I'm still you know, not the biggest uh, Bill O'Brien fan as anyone that's listened to this podcast knows but <laughs> I, I trust Deshaun Watson enough and what they're able to do on offense and uh, if they do get Duke Johnson involved more I mean he I think he's had 48 touches but an average of 7.2 uh, yards that would lead the NFL of uh, qualifying guys I saw a tweet from Field Yates and it was everyone that's had 50 plus carries or uh, touches and you know all these guys had all these great averages Duke Johnson was right there just you know with two more touches he would have qualified and would have been the leader so getting him more involved in the game like they did against uh, Kansas City should bode well for hopefully his fantasy value and Houston overall yep I'm taking the Texans too man I was really impressed with what I saw from them uh, against the Chiefs and, and certainly you can only take so much from that game against the Falcons but I do think they're they're kind of on a roll right now, and they've been able to, you know, Deshaun Watson's been able to be protected, and guess what happens? When he has protection, he can be pretty good, folks, uh, in case you didn't know that. Um, and so, yeah, they're doing a better job of that. Uh, you'd still like them to get a little bit maybe more creative with what they do uh, with their wide receivers and just their offense in general, like you said. Uh, that's kind of the Bill O'Brien effect. But, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna take the Texans here. I feel like they're in a good spot, and they're starting to emerge. Uh, if they can win this game, certainly they, they are the team to beat. Uh, in this uh, crazy and always wild AFC South. Uh, all right, next up, <laughs> here you go, Dylan. I, I told you when we started this, I said, I'm, as we go along, I'm going to find a game and I'm going to make it my lock of the week. People are going to think I am nuts because the Arizona Cardinals are at the New York Giants. The Giants are three-point favorites in this one. Here you go. My lock of the week is the New York football Giants because – my guy, Saquon Barkley, not only back to save the Giants, he's back to save my fantasy football team. Um, and this just feels like a situation where uh, you just a big game. Like, it's going to be a big game. I mean, they are going to try to get him. He's ready. The guy's been itching to get back on the field. Now he's going up against a defense that certainly can be scored on. We know that. And, and we mentioned this in the last episode. 
Giants really didn't look that bad against the Patriots. They just made a couple mistakes mm-hmm. here or there. Uh, we started. We talked about how well they started that game. Um, so maybe they take a little bit of confidence about that. You never take confidence out of a, a 21-point loss, but yet there were a lot of positive things they can build on in that game. I think they're able to do that here. Now on the flip side, yes, you can see the Cardinals just carving up the Giants' defense uh, and having a really good shot to, to win this game. I'm going to, again, Saquon, you are you are the man, and I am going to make that the situation because he is the man. It's going to be my lock of the week. Yeah, it's been pretty simple for Daniel Jones in terms of how he's performed based on the defenses he's faced. Yeah, I mean, struggled against the Vikings and Patriots, but does quite well against the Redskins and the Buccaneers. And another really, really bad defense here in Arizona, especially through <laughs> the air. I think it's going to be a huge day for him obvi- um, in terms of if you need a, a guy that you might need to play in fantasy as a backup quarterback, he could be a great option given the matchup. Evan Ingram uh, playing as well. We all yeah. Every week we've got to talk about the Arizona's inability to defend <laughs> tight ends. Here's another great tight end. And, uh, yes, I could see Arizona scoring a lot of points. Uh, the over-under on this game, let me check real quick, is 51. Yeah, so not surprising. Oh, That's pretty high. And <laughs> We're going over there. I'm going over yeah, big time. On, I expect over. it to be like 55. Yeah, at 51, yeah. please. I think Rams-Falcons is the highest one right now. But, uh, yeah, this one could easily be right in that same ballpark. <laughs> I, I, I Overall, yes, like you said, last week against the, the Patriots, they, the Giants lose by 21. But you, you know, a few plays here and there, fumbles, different weird things that happen. That's a different game. And, obviously, we, as we talked about, the Patriots have one of the best defenses in the NFL. So, a much different matchup. I, I think the Giants' defense did do some good things last week. I think they'll play a bit better here. And uh, also the home factor makes a lot a big difference for them. Uh, given Arizona, you know, the last couple of weeks they've played well, both games at home. You're going to be outside New York, tough environment. Going to go with the Giants here. Yep, we're both taking the Giants. And uh, like you said, Evan Ingram, he is a no-brainer this week. Uh, play him as much as you can, everywhere you can. Uh, he is going to have a big game. And, uh, yes, this is one, fantasy-wise, you play everyone. I don't care what side you're on. Everyone plays this week uh, for the Cardinals and the Giants because this should uh, be a lot of fun uh, to watch this one. Um, All right, you're not playing everyone in this one. That's the San Francisco 49ers at the Washington Redskins. 49ers still undefeated. They're 10-point favorites here on the road. Um, Obviously, I'm going to pick the 49ers here uh, because they just continue to to march right along. I said I'm sold on them now after that win against the Rams, uh, and now they they get a just a perfect matchup here against the Redskins, who, yes, they did win that game against the Dolphins, but uh, the 49ers are not the Dolphins, and uh, I think the Redskins are probably going to find that out uh, here going up against that defense. Yeah, and I think San Francisco's pass offense, which did struggle at times against the Rams, will respond in a big way against Washington. This defense is awful. Don't let the their performance last week against the uh, Dolphins <laughs> fool you. I mean, it's a much different opponent than we got in the 49ers. Also, on this game, I, mean, I have this as my lock of the week. I, you know, I, I thought about picking the 49ers last week. I regretted it after that because I wasn't too surprised by them controlling the game at the line of scrimmage. They're going to do it even more here. The Redskins up front on both sides of the ball have been really bad this year, and San Francisco's right up there with the best in the NFL. So I think their defensive line is going to eat if you have their defense and fantasy absolutely play them they're going to have a huge week probably forcing a lot of turnovers and at least uh, stopping drives quickly and I think uh running the ball we'll see kind of some of those big gaps we saw when 49ers played the Bengals where they're just opening up huge plays left and right guys wide open I, I don't see any way that the Washington can win this game and I do think the 49ers will cover that 10 point spread 
Mm, there you go. I, I was close, but I don't know. I tell you, I'm sold on the 49ers. I should be picking them in a game like this to win by at least 10. Um, so maybe I should have made this my lock of the week. But we'll <laughs> go with the Giants. The Giants, Saquon. We're just going to keep throwing fun. that out there. Yes, a lot more fun and uh, a lot more opportunity to lose, that's for sure. Um, all right, let's go into the afternoon slate. Uh, boy, here we go. This is We were hyping this game up on the last episode because both of us were just – we couldn't wait because this could be just a a complete – I don't even know. Like, there's not even a word to describe what this game could be. Uh, but somebody's – well, no, someone doesn't have to win. They could they could tie. And that's what we were laughing about, <laughs> I think, last week. We said they could actually tie. What if they have, like, an uh, you know 11 to 11 game uh, here? And, yes, in case you don't know who we're talking about here, the Los Angeles Chargers uh, at the Tennessee Titans. Titans are two-point favorites in this one. Um, I, I don't know, Dylan. I mean, what, like, what's the point of us just going through this game? I mean, let's be honest here. We have no idea what either one of these teams are going to do at this point. They are the very well, the two most inconsistent teams. Uh, and just, I don't know. I look, I'm going to take the chargers and that's because look, I was just going to spoil it. You're going to take the Titans. I'm going to take the chargers. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, is because both of us completely have no trust in the opposite team. Um, I don't trust the Titans. You don't trust the Chargers. Although I don't trust the Chargers that much. You don't trust the Titans that much. (laughs) So it's like, what do we even do here? So you know what? We just said, let's split it. I'll take the Chargers. You take the Titans. We don't know what the heck's going to happen in this one. It's yeah. I, the reason I did it has to do just kind of with we've seen the Chargers defense or offense struggle against some of these better defenses. Steelers defense coming around and Tennessee's defense for everything they've done horribly on offense has been quite good. And I think that's going to be a, a difference in this one. I you know I could see it going both way, either way, like you said. I, I'm going with that though. I, the Chargers defense is banged up. They can't defend the run. They can't defend the pass. I, I don't think Tennessee is going to have to throw the, as, the ball as much. I think Derrick Henry is going to respond after a few lackluster fantasy weeks. I think he's going to have a huge game, and I think that's the reason Tennessee is going to be able to win this one. Phillip Rivers is going to be on the field a ton. I think he'll probably turn the ball over with how he's played lately. I, yeah, the Chargers just are spiraling from what I've seen, and you know maybe they'll bounce back and maybe they'll finally start looking like the team before the season I envisioned they could be. You know, last year going twelve and four, they've already matched their loss total and I think though in this one they're not going to do it I, I, I just think there's enough on Tennessee on uh, the offensive line and the defensive line to kind of control the game at that point and that'll be the difference but you know well, I, I'm glad saying, I do yeah. not trust either team <laughs> I'm glad you have reasoning because I have no reasoning for, for these two. And um, I think it's flip a coin because uh, let, let me say this. Of all the games on this slate, this is the one, if you're someone who's betting, you go far, far away from because I don't want any part of these two teams and my money you know, on the line knowing that they are just so inconsistent and we don't know what we're going to get out of them week, week to week. Um, so, yeah, th- there you go. That, that's <laughs> There are two picks, but I think you should know that it's pretty clear. Uh, we're not completely confident about this because uh, these two teams, man, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, and uh, I, maybe we do learn a lot more about both of them in this game because they are playing a team that's sort of their their mirror image, I guess, when it comes to uh, consistency. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens uh, in that one. All right, the Saints and the Bears. The Bears are the hosts in this one, and they are three-and-a-half-point favorites. 
Um, this is another one of those games that's really hard to predict. Uh, you know, we, we've seen the Saints play really well with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm. I've said I think he deserves a little bit more credit. It seems like he's just not getting enough. Um, but here they are going into a Bears team coming off that loss to the Raiders a couple weeks ago. They've had the bye. Uh, maybe, you know, they, they're able to recharge a bit, like we said with the Colts. Uh, this was a tough one for me. I did ultimately pick the Bears because I do think their defense mm-hmm. can do some things to that Saints offense that maybe some of their other opponents haven't been able to do. Uh, but then again, we, I mean, the Bears defense had a very lackluster performance in London. I'm going to chalk that up to it just being a game in London, uh, and I'm going to go with the Bears here, although uh, three and a half points, I, I'm not, I don't want to get anywhere near that because this does feel like a game that's probably a field goal type of game um, right on that uh, just because, I mean, you know, is this probably going to be a high-scoring game? To me, probably not. Yeah, the Bears defense is going to have to play how they did it against Minnesota, I think, to win this one. I don't, I, you know, I, I'm picking the Saints. It's my upset of the week. It's more about the Saints defense overall than a lot of things. I mean, the Bears offense has been abysmal. I know Trubisky's coming back, but he hasn't, he didn't really inspire yeah. that much confidence. There were people, there was a, plenty of Bears fans uh, when he, when Chase Daniel came in that, that believed that he was a better option. And, yeah. uh, you know, overall for Chicago, I just, overall, I don't trust that offense. And I think the Saints defense, as I've said a number of times, is pretty underrated and keeps playing really well and keeps limiting these teams like the Bears that aren't that effective through the air to not too many points. And I think they're fine up front. They got a great pass rush. So, I, overall, I don't think the Bears are going to score a ton of points. I don't think the Saints are going to score a ton of points. Fantasy-wise, it's a, not a great day. I mean, Alvin Kamara still isn't uh, certain, uh, uh, definitely playing. So yeah. that, that would maybe change my pick. But I, I do think what the Saints are able to do uh, just creatively to kind of nickel and dime teams down the field, I don't think they're going to have to rely on um, – like kind of what the Vikings did with Kirk Cousins uh, passing the ball down the field. That offensive line is not the Saints' offensive line. Minnesota's offensive line is not going to be able to withstand the Bears' uh, front the same way New Orleans can. And I think it'll be enough for them to get the win. I, I just, I, I've been impressed with Teddy Ridgewater, but overall their defense is the reason I think here – Trubisky getting worked back in. I, I just don't trust the Bears. The Bears, I, one week I think, oh, yeah, they're doing great. And then sure <laughs> enough, they go and lose to the Raiders. And it's like, man, I don't know if it's how much of look into the Raiders being better than I thought or yeah. if the Bears are worse. But, uh, again, the Bears, uh, you know, their schedule, as we've talked about, is really tough. And another tough one here, I think they're going to fall at home to New Orleans. Well, I was going to say this game could look a lot like that one we saw last week between the Saints and the Jags. It was 13-6, to um, and then I looked mm-hmm. at the over-under on this one. That's that's exactly what Vegas expects because the over-under here is 38, and that's the lowest of the week, which is not a surprise. Um, this, yeah, th- this is going to be a game, I mean, again, 13-10 type of game, you know, whatever, that's the expectation here. You're not going to see uh, two teams putting up 20-plus points. I just don't see it here in this one. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be one where we don't exactly trust uh, the, the Bears' offense, and I will trust their defense enough uh, to come out here with a win. But, yeah, it's it should be a very close game, and, again, one of the better games uh, here this week. Um, all right, another game probably should be one of the better games of the week, too, uh, and Dylan is thinking that specifically because – it is his game of the week. Uh, that is the Baltimore Ravens heading to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Seahawks three and a half point favorites in this one. Uh, Dylan, this is a, I mean, this is a this is a fun game because you got Lamar Jackson on one side, you got Russell Wilson on the other. Who we've said Russell Wilson is is playing like an MVP type of candidate at this point. Um, this is a, a fun battle between two really good quarterbacks and, quite frankly, uh, two secondaries that are you know a little bit more vulnerable than maybe they have been in years past, and that could make for kind of a fun game here. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the Ravens work Marcus Peters into their whole system yep. off the bat. I'm not sure if he'll make too big of a difference. He's If you've watched a lot of these Rams Seahawks games over the last couple of years, he's regularly torched by <laughs> by the passing game of Seattle. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting one. I I have yeah, like you said, I have it as the game of the week. I just think the matchup of Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson is going to be so much fun. I've you know right now Russell Wilson probably for a lot of people the, the MVP favorite through the first six weeks and their pass offense is number one by DVOA so I think that yeah like you mentioned Baltimore's secondary has been a huge issue but on the flip side Seattle's not been the best team at defending the run again we're giving up over six yards per carry against the Browns and now they're facing the best run, run offense probably overall in the NFL in Baltimore so it's going to be an interesting game I could see Baltimore kind of having a uh, philosophy more closer to what they had last year where they'd kind of try to control the clock compared to this year where they're letting Lamar Jackson throw it more they're throwing the ball a lot more down the field I can see them kind of having a more conservative approach to keep him off the field because Russell Wilson's just been absolute magic when he's out there that's the reason I'm picking Seattle to win I just at home there's been enough games where I've picked against Seattle and you know I've similar to the Texans where I criticize the team and some of the things they do but they're actually kind of letting they're finally throwing the ball a lot more they've, they've kind of let Russell Wilson realizing their best chance to win is going to be letting him take over and I think that's a problem for everyone in the NFL and Baltimore this week and Baltimore over we've seen you know they've struggled to a couple close wins against uh, the Bengals in uh, Arizona this season uh, haven't really played that well against the better teams so until I see them kind of perform go on the road and take one like this I'm gonna have to pick with the home team especially with the home field advantage Seattle has yeah that's why I took the Seahawks too uh, I think that they just kind of have that home field advantage and we've seen some inconsistencies uh, with, with the Ravens passing game and um, you know, we haven't really seen that yet with the Seahawks. I mean, really, they've they've played so well. Now, losing Will Disley certainly uh, is a big factor. Uh, and you'll have the uh, probably the hard knock star, Luke Wilson, stepping in and uh, having mm-hmm. opportunities there now. But, uh, yeah, the Seahawks, they just they, they just keep on winning. And uh, I think because of that, uh, you kind of have to lean on him, lean on them here at home uh, in what should uh, be a really great game, uh, no doubt. Um, this game should also be really good. And it's the Philadelphia Eagles hitting the road, taking on the Dallas Cowboys. The Sunday night uh, matchup there, uh, a regular for these two teams there in prime time. Uh, Dylan, I'll tell you, this initially for me was maybe a tough game to pick, but when you pull up the Dallas Cowboys injury report on, uh, like I have it pulled up here, it literally almost takes up my entire page. Um, like that, they just have so many guys that again, and we're not saying you know because we don't know exactly what it's going to look like out there. We know mm-hmm. about you know they've had offensive lineman issues with injuries, um, Amari Cooper thing, which we've talked about. I mean, there's there's a lot of unknowns with the Cowboys, and the problem for me and why I'm picking the Eagles is that the Cowboys just haven't played well in recent weeks. I mean, they are now three and three after that three and zero start. We were all talking about man, you know, look at this three and zero start but yet we did say look at who they're playing and since then Mm -hmm. they just have not played well and now you've got to come home playing an Eagles team that I mean look yeah the Eagles played really bad against the Vikings but I I don't think the Cowboys present the same type of challenges uh, as the Vikings right now because the Cowboys offense just hasn't been out of this world absolutely yeah, Dallas's defense has absolutely regressed, in my opinion, uh, over the last few weeks. It's not just uh, what we saw from against the Jets, but overall, 
outside of a, the Saints game, they've really not been able to stop anyone consistently. I picked the Eagles as well. I, I know that we've talked about their secondary and the struggles there, but this is a bit different situation. I mean, this is a Dallas team that hasn't been able to get things going on through the air. If it, the injuries to Amari Cooper and Gallup and then their offensive line, uh, this is a team that's going to have to run the ball. In Philadelphia, if there's anything they've done well in defense, and it's the reason they're still in the top half of the NFL and DVOA, is they're second against the run and uh, and uh, run defense efficiency. So uh, and that's exactly what Dallas's bread and butter. And when they're doing their uh, their thing with Zeke, that's their what they're succeeding at. And I just think it's not a great matchup. And the way they're playing overall as a team, Philadelphia still uh, we see we saw them go in the Green Bay and get that victory there. They've been able to pass. And I think Carson Wentz at times looked fine last week and then had some drops and just little things that you know Minnesota was able to get done. I don't think like you said the Cowboys don't present the same challenge. And uh, at this point, it's really tough to keep. For picking Dallas, uh, they're they're biting us too much too many times. So, gonna go with Philadelphia here. Um, should be a good game. But uh, two teams at three and three at the top of that division. This is uh, is a long way to go. But this is an uh, interesting one where we could see either team kind of take off or fall down and uh, potentially fall out of the playoff race eventually. You know what's what's Jerry Jones thinking here? The Cowboys go to three and four um, after a three and zero start. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's interesting to me because uh, like we said, we've talked about the Cowboys' schedule. Yeah, they played the Giants. Um, here is their next game uh, after the bye. But honestly, after that, you've got the Vikings, the Lions, Patriots, Bills, Bears, Rams, Eagles. Like the Cowboys don't have a tough back part of that schedule. So uh, yeah, it could be interesting to see uh, what happens here with the Cowboys uh, and the Eagles. Uh, All right, Dylan, let's wrap it up. We have the New England Patriots and the New York Jets. The Patriots are 10-point favorites in this one. Um, It's the Monday night matchup. Uh, I think we're probably both going to pick the Patriots here, but you also have to look at it and say, the Jets play a little bit better with that win of the Cowboys. Maybe they have a little confidence here. This could be a better game than people think. Yeah, I, I, definitely better than what it would have been with Luke Falk out there again. I, I don't <laughs> think the Jets offense clearly looks a lot different with Sam Darnold. And Darnold's been, I, you know, when he's been on the field, which has not been much this season, he's looked pretty good. And uh, I still, you know, going to pick the Patriots here at the 10-point spread. I, I thought of picking them as my lock of the week, but I think the Jets can hang in in there potentially. I mean, uh, Darnold's, you know, better than Daniel Jones at this point of their careers. And uh, I think the Jets offense overall took some strides and it's going to be a really tough matchup for them against New England. But on the flip side, as we saw last week and we've talked about, New England was quite sloppy in the first half. Their offense figured it out and started getting things done, but they still are adjusting to life without Isaiah Wynn, without... Um, without uh, James Devlin it's de- it's definitely adjusted what they've had to do in their philosophy and their their offense as a result their rush offense is dropped down to the the lower half of the NFL in terms of DVOA efficiency so it's it's going to be an adjustment and they're still adjusting and I, I still don't trust them enough to uh, pick this as my lock of the week but I absolutely do trust them to win the game I don't I, I can't you know the, last week I didn't really envision a way for the Jets to beat the Cowboys saw it happen but the Patriots are not the Cowboys this isn't a team that we're going to expect to go in there and have that kind of performance I think New England will get the job done yeah, the, the Patriots, when they're wide receiver uh, situation, certainly is going to be kind of interesting to watch, I think, moving forward. Uh, you know, we know Julian Edelman's in there. Josh Gordon had the injury. It's, I don't think he practiced on Thursday here. And you got Philip Dorsett. Jacoby Myers is in there. Nikhil Harry's back. Um, and, of course, you know, Benjamin Watson's there. And you've got Matt Lacoste probably not playing. He's doubtful for this one. So, it's uh, yeah, that, that receiving core is going to be pretty interesting to watch. Here moving forward, we're both taking the Patriots. But, like we said, Jets got 
got a little bit of momentum here after getting that win against the Cowboys. We'll see uh, how that unfolds there in the Monday night matchup. By the way, I forgot to mention, uh, the Eagles was essentially my upset of the week, although, again, that's from a point spread perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think any of us really would consider that a huge upset. But that goes back to what we said, Dylan. It's a full week of games where – You've just got a lot of games that could go either way, and uh, mm-hmm. that should make for a, a really fun week. It could also make for a, a very frustrating week uh, if you're someone that's putting money on these games and uh, if you're a fantasy person maybe uh, that's, that's you know has games outside of some of these, like the Giants and the Cardinals and the Rams and the Falcons or something like that. Um, so, yeah, it should, uh, it should be another fun week here around the league. So there you go. That wraps up uh, our picks for Week 7 of the NFL season. And uh, it should be, like I said, a really fun one and uh, one where there's just a a lot of good stuff uh, that could happen uh, with this particular week on the football field. Uh, Dylan, we got a lot of great stuff going up at clutchpoints.com as well. There's a lot of uh, great NFL stuff to get you ready for this week. Tell everybody where they can find all of our stuff. Yeah, if you download the Clutch Points app, we have our NFL section, all our news, all our editorials, everything pulls in there, as well as our scores pages so we can follow all the games live. And then, yeah, on the site, clutchpoints.com, again, the NFL tab there, all of our NFL content's located there. And if you search fantasy football, all the fantasy stuff, we got plenty of previews up for individual players, teams, uh, stardom, sit articles, obviously Blake's waiver wire pickups. If there's still guys available after those uh, first wave of them went through, I'd take another look at that. So definitely some... Uh, fun games like you said though I I can't wait to see what happens a lot of close spreads and it should be a lot of uh, really exciting games yep should be could be one of the better uh, football weeks of the season here with all these great games and like Dylan said check out all our stuff we got going on at Clutch Points lots of great stuff there to uh, get you ready for the games and yeah should be another fun week and uh, lots of uh, lots of picks here and like we said don't necessarily take them all with complete confidence because some of these uh, were really hard to pick and And uh, that's why it should be uh, very entertaining uh, this week here in week seven. So uh, thanks, as always, for listening uh, to the podcast. And we will talk to you guys next time on the Establish the Past podcast.